This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be interviewing Ernie De Los Santos of the Top Gun Audit School. He is the founder of Appeal Academy, the creator of Finally Friday Live, the president and co-founder of the Top Gun Audit School and the executive director of the Council for Certification of Medical Auditors. Ernie, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me on, Seth. Happy to be here. That is quite a list. How did you get started? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, uh, about, um, what, uh, 2006, I uh, got into the healthcare industry. Before that, I'd spent many years in several industries. I've actually been an entrepreneur since I was five. So um, anyway, but I got into healthcare and I started doing education for uh, hospitals on how to stay uh, in compliance with all the payment regulations because they were getting audited a lot. And I didn't know how to do that, but I knew how to do webinars and seminars and meetings and things. So uh, some forensic accountants hired me to do that kind of thing for hospitals. And then I wound up going out on my own uh, after they split up. And I started doing uh, my own webinars, but I was doing uh, uh, interviews on a, um, on a talk show that was very popular. But then they decided I was a competitor, so they kicked me off and I created my own talk show. That's where Appeal Academy and Finally Friday came from. I started... Okay. Yeah, and, and then Top Gun came after that as a, a way to make money. 
All right, let's go through each one of those and then we'll talk about some of the unique ways you've grown your businesses as well. So uh, what is the Council for Certification of Medical Auditors? That is a uh, nonprofit organization uh, that I got roped into by some friends of mine. Uh, they have a certification for medical auditors. Uh, and it is, uh, it's not expensive, but it's a very important part of, of uh, these hospitals being able to keep their money. They have to know uh, what are the auditors looking for. And of course, the auditors can teach them. And I okay, am so what is a medical auditor? What is their job? Tell me, I mean, for, for folks outside the industry like myself, what does that, I'm, a, I own, I'm CEO of a hospital. What does a medical auditor, outside medical auditor do? Why do I need one of those? Why don't I have one on staff? Tell me about that. Good question why they don't have them on staff themselves, but they're not inexpensive. What the, what the medical auditors do is they look at the charts. They look at the documentation, which is the key to all of everything that happens in the billing for a hospital or even a medical practice. It's all about what the doctor writes down in the record. It is not about whether or not he did something. It is whether or not he wrote down the right words. And around 2008, it started becoming more and more important because the government and insurers started denying like heart surgeries because the doctor didn't mention one artery. And so they take back a $100,000 uh, reimbursement. Now, hospitals only operate on like 2 to 5% net profit margin. So they've already lost 95 to 98% of the money. They've already paid it out. If it gets taken back from them, they're out all that money. Uh, so they need the auditors internally to tell them, did the doctor write the right stuff? If he didn't, how do we get it back into the record? And then they also want them to educate the doctors on, here's what you need to be saying in the record, because doctors are only taught in medical school, how to document for other doctors. They're not taught how to document for auditors. That's what I do in Top Gun. Just like, you know, Top Gun pilots, doesn't do any good to learn how to defeat an F-14 if that's, uh, if the other guy's flying a MiG. Well, same thing with doctors and auditing and documentation. They don't know what the auditors are looking for. I work with medical auditors to uh, try and educate uh, the doctors on what to do. And I try to convince the hospitals to hire those kind of people so that they can keep their money. Okay. So if I understand the business model correctly, you have your executive director of the council for certification. You've got the top gun, which certifies them. You've got the top gun audit school where they learn how to be the best of the best. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about appeal Academy and finally Friday in just a minute, but your clients are, the medical auditors, the people who want to become medical, medical auditors, you are training them to be amazing at what they do. And then they're at, then they might, let's say, go get hired by a hospital to help the hospital get back some of the money or code stuff correctly. And they might save hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars. And I'm guessing the medical auditor that you've trained might get like a percentage of the savings, like they're an ex like an, on a consulting performance type of basis. And then, do I have that right? Sort yes, of. except for the bit about the contingency or the performance. They can't actually get paid on that because the government considers that's possibly suborning fraud. So they don't do that. So none of them talk about, oh, I'm going to get you the most money you can get. No, I'm going to get you the appropriate documentation so you can get paid appropriately. That's the best thing they can say. Okay, and then they get 
paid some other way, whether it's a retainer right, right. or something or a fee. They're, it's they're generally a, paid by salary. Yes. Got it. Okay. All right. So what is Appeal Academy and Finally Friday? Appeal Academy started as a way to teach uh, hospitals how to write the appeals for the denies, denials they would get. Eventually, I realized that wasn't enough because I wasn't making a big enough dent in what I wanted to do, which really my goal is to change the healthcare system because there's a lot of people that die due to poor communication uh, in, in the healthcare industry, about the equivalent of 27, 47s going down every week. That's how many people die because of poor communication in healthcare. Not blaming the doctors, I'm blaming the system. And what I wanted to do was make a dent in that. I wasn't making a dent for many years, and that's why Appeal Academy morphed into Top Gun Audit School. Okay, and then finally Friday? Finally Friday was the talk show I did. I did a webinar for free for the hospitals every Friday for about eight years. Now I do it every other Friday because I'm also doing Top Gun webinars in the meantime. I do about four to six a month that are free when they're live and then they pay for the uh, recordings and the slides, that kind of stuff in the membership. How do you balance all four of those things plus whatever else you've got going on? Pretty much they're, uh, they're all fairly related and I got very good at producing webinars. I can produce a webinar at the drop of a hat. Most people take 40 hours to produce a one hour webinar. It takes me about four. Uh, so I just got very good at it. Uh, I understand what engages people in the, in the webinars. It's the webinars that do the heavy lifting for me. And that really is how I make money in that, as well as doing marketing for some of the vendors uh, in that space. That is fantastic. So let's talk about that. So are those webinars, who are the webinars aimed at? Who's the target for them? And how do you fill that virtual room? I aim it at physicians uh, at, uh, and so that I don't call them doctors because they're different kind of physicians with different degrees. They prefer to be called physicians, nurses, case managers, uh, clinical documentation improvement specialists, which are sort of like an internal auditor. Uh, and then that's, that's pretty much the group I go after. And there are several large organizations. Uh, plus, I know a lot of the uh, popular and well-known speakers in the industry. So when I send out on my list, I started out with only about 300 people on my email list. That's grown now to over 5,000. And uh, so when I send out emails, I'm usually telling them, so-and-so is going to talk about this subject. I'm focusing on a problem we are going to talk about solving. I don't know what the solution is for you at your hospital, but I'm pretty good at recognizing what a solution would look like. And that's what we talk about. That's okay. why. So, okay. So if I heard that correctly, you've grown your email list 15X over the period of time. And so if you're doing a webinar for a physician, what is the purpose of that? Are you trying to get them to create the demand to go hire the medical auditors that you trained? No, what we're trying to do is educate them on what they need to be doing differently. Or we're also in a special, there's a specialized kind of group called physician advisors. These are physicians who in the last, say, six or seven years have come up because they stand with one foot in the clinical side and one foot in the regulatory side. They understand both. So the doctors will listen to them. 
the physicians will listen to them a little better. So I teach them, well, how are you going to convince them to do things differently? Because they never had to. And the funny thing is that the hospitals lose money, the doctors still get paid, uh, but the physicians aren't losing money. It's the way the government decided, well, we can't control the physicians. There's too many and they got too many good lobbyists. So we're gonna go after the hospitalists. We're gonna penalize the hospitals, make them try to control the doctors. So. so the majority of our audience um, isn't necessarily in the hospital expense reduction, you know, whatever um, analyst field. So let's talk about how you've grown the business. Tell us why you think, um, how you got so good at producing webinars and why you think your yours are working so well. Well, in the first place, I did the webinars for a long time and I, I got a lot of feedback from people that they liked the style I use. Number one is I don't put much on the screen. Uh, a lot of people put a lot of text on the screen. They think even when they're doing something complex, they have to do that. That's a mistake. If they're reading the screen, they're not listening to you. Right. Well, they don't know you're an authority. That's the first thing. So I became known as an authority and also a leader in being able to help people learn how to change what they were doing. Uh, then when I created Top Gun, uh, it took me a couple of years to realize how. And I based Top Gun on two things. Number one, I had uh, I, I took a lesson from Steve Jobs uh, uh, about, uh, you know, you just separate things into basically a couple of different categories. You don't need a lot of products. When he took when he went back and took over Apple, he created just, he said, you're either, a you're either interested in a consumer product or a professional product, and you're interested in a desktop or a laptop. I do the same thing by looking at whether people want, uh, do, uh, do they, are they just a worker bee or are they a leader? Are they looking for live stuff only or do they want on demand or a combination? So that's how I structured Top Gun. As well, I noted because I'm a, um, a keen military history buff, I noted that World War, in World War II, the Allies won that war because they used seven different kinds of weapons. Those were battleships, uh, destroyers, submarines, aircraft carriers, carrier-based aircraft, four-engine bombers, and ground forces. Why do you want all those? Because battleships are a show of force. They're a means of attack. Destroyers are gonna protect those battleships. Submarines are like guerrilla forces. They go after and they update, they attack and go away. Carrier-based aircraft are continuously upgradable. So a battleship has a certain size gun. You can't change that if you get bigger guns. You got to build a new ship. Aircraft carrier, totally different story. So that's why you want that. Four-engine bombers are what let you go destroy your enemy's capability to, to carry out war. And the ground forces, of course, you got to go because you got to invade to take the ground. So for me, battleships are my library of self-paced courses and all my recordings and webinars. Uh, webinars are my destroyers because they are repeatable supplemental education that adds to the battleships. Uh, live uh, webinars and teleconferences, those are like submarines because I can do them at the drop of a hat. If something new comes up, I can do that. Uh, customized seminars, those are like aircraft carriers because I can put new speakers, new ideas, new methodology in them all the time. Uh, I've got, and I've got, a, I've got a stable of subject matter experts who will come do those with me, either for free or for pay, just depends on what we're doing. 
group coaching, those are my bombers. Those are the things that will go in because I can go destroy what somebody else is doing wrong with group coaching. And then small group and individual, that's where my coaches, the ones who work with me, go into and do individual webinars or actually go to hospitals and do teaching on the ground. So that's how Top Gun uh, has been formulated and that's why it's growing. I love the analogy and the different pillars of the business Parthenon that you've got going. With all the success you've achieved, what would you say your biggest challenge now is? Now it's, uh, it's really growing the coaching. Uh, it's taken me a long time to understand, um, you know, what was going to work best in there and how to price it. Because for hospitals, they don't want to pay for education anymore. They've been burned for a decade of, you know, oh, we'll come in and teach everybody this. And then nothing happens. Nothing changes. So I've had to figure out how do I price it so that individuals can afford it and I can still afford to produce it and, and put it out there. So recently I've I've connected with uh, uh, some, uh, well, recently I connected with a guy I've mentioned, uh, Steve Cunningham, who runs Read It For Me. Uh, and he's been able to help, he and some of his uh, clients actually have helped me figure out exactly how to create the, the group coaching. And now I'm about to launch that uh, in a bigger manner. Well, congratulations in advance. Gee, is there any way to track how much in correction or savings or recouped revenue all of your folks who you've trained have done? Yes, uh, there is because there's a lot of uh, key performance indicators that are available in a hospital revenue cycle. Any business, really. You just have to make sure you're watching the right ones because there's times when people are going to be task-based, task-oriented. Oh, they want to know how many documents got sent out. What difference does it make if that didn't make any money for you? What difference does it make in a hospital if that didn't prevent denials or your, you know, your number of denials went down or you know, instead of just staying the same? That's the problem. In hospitals, 85% of their denials happen because of documentation. Something's wrong with the documentation. And yet I have the hardest time getting them to concentrate on that kind of a KPI instead of something else. Uh, in any business, throughput is the only thing that matters. How many products go out the door? How much, how much dollar volume did that render? What difference does it make if you're 95% good at shipping if that 5% cost you 30% of your income? Uh, so it's a matter of looking at which KPIs are you focused on, and that's what you want to deal with. Don't let anybody else tell you different. You have to focus on what makes a difference. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? Um, then I get to help people, uh, and I do get to hear from people who are doing better. I start adding to my, as I hear about people who, who get it and start uh, doing better, uh, I add them as a coach to Top Gun so that they can come help me teach more people. All right. Well, um, if you had to start over again, knowing what you know now, what would you do differently? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I think I would... Um, Try to find a way to fund it without my own money. <laughs> uh, that, that would probably be the smartest thing uh, I could probably do because all this uh, is done with uh, myself and just the revenue I can generate from it. I've never wanted investors because I always wanted to be calling the shots. Uh, that's, that's the thing I think I would keep the same 
But the other way is I think I'd still like to go out and find some funding uh, and still have uh, pretty good control over what I'm doing. That makes a lot of sense. You're giving advice every day. What's the best advice you've ever gotten? Um, don't wait. Uh, keep going. Whatever, whatever your passion is, uh, put it out there and don't, don't, I can't even, I think I've heard that many times. Uh, you know, I think it was, wasn't it, uh, a famous author, uh, Goth, was it? Uh, who said something like that, that, you know, whatever your, whatever your, your passion is, put it out there, go with it. Don't wait. Uh, there's no reason to wait and you don't need to be perfect. I happen to be, uh, my main talent is I'm a maximizer. I can, as you give me an idea, I see everything about it all at once, everything it could be. Problem for that, for me, is I want that right now. <laughs> you can't have it right now. Uh, and that's, but that's, that's, that's the thing. Whatever you can imagine, go do it. Get on it right now and don't try to be perfect because you're never going to be anyway. I think I learned that from being a programmer for a little while. It never runs the first time. Absolutely. Great advice. Fascinating business. For our folks who want to learn more about what you're doing, where is the best place for us to send them? Uh, you can send them to uh, Top Gun Audit School and they can, send, they can contact me through there. I'd be happy to talk to anybody. Obviously, I'm pretty happy to talk about this and I can talk about it forever. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been Seth Green with Ernie De Los Santos of Top Gun Flight School. Ernie, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Hammering, Seth. Appreciate Thank it. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll see you or talk to you next time. Thank you. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>